Baby Myths Busted, a practical guide to giving your child the best start in life. Hi everybody, welcome back to our podcast, Baby Myths Busted. I am Jackie and this is Simon. Hello. Hello, Jackie. Today we are introducing your baby to solids. So we've got a mm, couple of areas of interest. Do you want me to start or do you want to start, Simon? Oh, do you just roll on through and then I'll fill in the gaps if I can? Okay, so from a nutritional perspective, starting your baby on solids, they say shouldn't happen until about four to six months of age. I would err more on the side of six months because it takes that long for your baby to change the permeability of their gut. So that means when they're first born, their gut's very permeable, which means everything that goes into their mouth goes straight into their blood system. It There's not really any work involved in getting it to that point. So when it's in that regard, so yeah. the permeability, so whatever goes in goes into the system. Yeah. But when it becomes less permeable, yeah. does that mean that the gut is able to determine things that it doesn't need to absorb and yeah. then turns them into waste products? Yeah, so it can be so. selective. Yeah. Whereas when your baby's first born, for those first four to six months, it's not selective. Everything goes through. Yeah, so that's why it's vitally important to not introduce solids at that point because yes. the gut at that stage should only be absorbing things like Breast milk, yes, for example. Yes, correct. Okay. So on that point, when you do introduce your baby to solids, it's not the end of breastfeeding. If you're breastfeeding, you want to keep that going for as long as possible. What is, so if you do introduce your baby, say if the your GP or whatever does say to you, hey, maybe your baby's not putting on weight or has lost a percentile in growth or something like that. Yeah. And it said, hey, maybe you should just introduce them to solids earlier because that might help with their weight gain. And okay, yeah, that might help with their weight gain. But what's the long-term effects of introducing solids too quickly to the health Uh, of the gut? It can lead the child to having things like allergies further down the track. But what happens is when the baby consumes something, your gut can determine whether it's a toxin or not. And if your gut's permeable, the toxin will go straight into the bloodstream and it hangs around in the baby's body and your baby will either learn to fight that or fight everything and therefore everything that's in its bloodstream or it won't really be able to adapt that. But So what do you classify as a toxin in this Well, it can be anything. It's not necessarily like a chemical. It's like a food that needs to be broken down in the gut before it ends up in your system. So a toxin in this sense would be something that is a bit more, requires a little bit more work yeah. from your gut to be able to digest it yeah. properly. So therefore it gets into your system the way it's intended. But yes. if your gut's too permeable, then it doesn't break it down. And so yeah. that your body responds as if you have ingested a toxin yeah. and will have the, the deleterious effects yeah, on the yeah. gut from that. Yeah, and that, that's how you can develop things like allergies or just any sort of reaction or it just breaks your immune system down. And at this point in the baby's life, we're trying to build it up. And the things that build it up are breastfeeding and also delaying solids until closer to six months. So if a doctor says to you, oh, your baby's underweight, let's try and give some solids earlier, I would suggest not really doing that because your baby's gut is still going to be so permeable until closer to that six months point. So if you just have to do it, yeah, 
And no matter what, you just have to do it because there's no other way. They're not keeping down their breast milk. They're not doing this. So you've just got to get something into the system so they can absorb something and then put on weight to keep everyone in your little medical group happy. What do you introduce them to? In that circumstance. Like in what's, that circumstance. What's something that's not hard, not too hard to break down, but gives some nutritious value that's going to be beneficial to the child? Because you can't do it yet. Anything that you put in is just going to skip straight through and go straight into your system. Then, so no matter what it is, it will just do that. Yeah. So they, you know how they say, don't give the baby cow's milk before, I don't know, 12 months or something. I, I don't know what the 12 months is all about. But if you gave a baby cow's milk instead of breast milk or formula in the first four to six months, then that's going straight into their system and that can be quite dangerous for them. And that means the gut... Like does that have the ability to break down the proteins that are yeah, in yeah, cow's milk yeah. or whatever it is? Yeah, you can't extract anything, can't do anything. It just slides straight in, straight through the system. When your baby reaches like four to six months of age, the gut will, It's there's lots of holes through it or drainage holes in a sense, and those holes close up. And so it's a harder work for anything that you ingest to go through and it, it ends up being more like a wall yeah. and it's got to pass through your little gut soldiers to get to the other side of the wall. Yeah. Avoid, I would delay, delay interesting soldiers for as yeah, long as possible. Just, yeah. People say that there's issues if you leave it too late and I don't know from a physio perspective if there is, but just I would wait six months, not hang around and go, yes, it's four months, let's do it. Just wait a bit longer if you can and keep breastfeeding. The baby will be getting everything that they need from breast milk up until at least like the six months. And then if you're introducing solids, keep breastfeeding because the breast milk is still better than anything else you can provide for your baby. Yeah. And I suppose from a physio front, the longer you delay trying to introduce your child to swallowing mm. solids, yep. the, the better because they'll have more capabilities to be able to deal with that those mechanics involved in actually swallowing something. Sure. If you do, especially in the positions we tend to get these children in when we are introducing them to solids, which they might not be actually be able to hold themselves in, yeah. which then sends down a bit of a sends you down a bit of a pathway of a not such a happy time when you're trying to introduce solids to your child. Yeah, and I think when people are looking at introducing their child to solids, they look for any sign because they're desperate to do it because they're still breastfeeding a lot and I don't know, it's fun it's, or it's and maybe it'll make it easier or so, maybe they'll yeah, see so the baby put on weight and that's a good thing. And yeah, so introducing solids also then goes, oh, well, I don't have to do as much breastfeeding so it takes a bit of the burden off the caregiver, right? Yeah, yeah. which I suppose it, eventually it does, but you need to look at solids as a supplement to breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is number one. Solids are that little bit extra that they can then take in and your gut doesn't become less permeable for no reason. It's the way that nature intended. So we've got to support that. Now, when we do start on solids, it's important the order in which you give your children food as well, or type, like different what, types of food. What type of foods? Yeah. A lot of doctors also give them that iron fortified like rice porridge, but I don't like it. It's got... Very limited nutritional value. It's fortified with iron. When something's fortified with something, like a vitamin or whatever, they're usually synthetically made, which I don't want to put anything that's synthetic or unnatural into my baby, especially when it's the first thing that they're going to consume. 
Also, they should be getting enough iron out of your breast milk anyway. And different health professionals will agree or disagree, whatever. But my personal recommendation is not to go down the iron fortified food. So if you are someone who is iron deficient, this is probably a very good reason, i.e. having a child, to maybe get on top of that. Yeah, 100%. Um, So you can then provide this to your child instead of having to do it synthetically. Especially because what nature does is it, if you're pregnant, your baby will get priority. And so your baby will draw out any vitamin and nutrient that you've got in your body, even if your blood tests and things show that you're deficient in something, your baby will draw every ounce of it out of you because the baby gets priority and anything that you're deficient in will often show up around that point. But your baby takes it all. You need to top yourself up with anything you can by eating well and looking after yourself. So your baby should get the best And knowing potentially what genetically you're not so good at absorbing or don't have a high level of and having that information available to you so you can then pre-plan for these circumstances. So you don't have to introduce synthetic vitamins, minerals, whatever to your child because you as a mother will be able to give them to you naturally if you're breastfeeding. Yeah. And ideally, before you even conceive, you go on a 12-month program to prepare your body to bring in another life and make it as healthy as you possibly can. But that's probably a whole day's worth of talking. That's a lot of um, a completely <laughs> separate chat by itself. Yeah. When you are starting your child on solids, they develop their savoury taste buds first. So anything you give them that's savoury tastes sweet to them. So it's nice. That's what they're looking for, something savoury, because they'll love the taste of it. So if you give them something sweet to start off with, it's going to be too much for them or they'll skip that whole savoury phase and just want to go for that really sweet stuff. And then it's really hard to encourage your child later on to have veggies because they've never had bland and enjoyed it. Like people today might have vegetables and think, nah, too bland, I need to put something on top of that. Yep, fine. But if you give your baby carrot, pumpkin, broccoli, give them broccoli, the most bland. No, cauliflower is your least favourite, isn't it? The most bland vegetable you can find. Yeah, (laughs) it's only good for absorbing any sauce you put on it. (laughs) Whereas I love cauliflower. But give them something super bland and only give them the bland stuff and they are more likely to want vegetables when they're older. So start off with savoury and then later on introduce things like fruits, lower sugar. How much time do you need to be introducing to savoury first for them to develop that sense or that feel to then go, all right, now it's time to introduce something a bit more fruit-based? I don't really know the answer to that one. I can look it up for you though if you like. But I would assume... Based upon every other piece of developmental apparatus that your body has, I'd say somewhere between 8 and 12 weeks, it'll take your brain to figure out what that food tastes like and how to integrate that into the rest of the system. Yeah, and there's no hurry either. You can also, you don't have to puree everything. It's really good to give your baby, or they call it baby-led weaning, where you give your baby like finger food, things that they can pick up things that they can touch, give them like an array of food in front of them and so they can grab whatever they gravitate to. Make it all veggie so they're not going to go and pick up fruit or something you don't want them to pick up yet. But yeah, if they, the more they learn about the look, the colour, the texture of 
food, the better they, better position they're in to make a positive decision when they're older. And so food fights initially when you're trying to introduce solids are a good idea. Yeah, they are definitely a good idea. And give your baby, if you want to do purees and things, that's fine. But if you want to, you can just empty your little cup of puree out onto a bowl for them and let them stick their hand in and just put the hand in their mouth. The more they do it themselves, the better for their attitude towards food later and their education about nutrition. And so obviously we, you're pureeing everything. Yeah. And well, you want to make it as smooth as possible so it's easier to swallow and digest, etc. The bigger the bundle of the food, the harder it is to swallow but also harder it is to digest. Yeah, it's more as well about the choking factor. Yep. you got to be careful about that and they're not very skillful yet so you have to keep a solid eye on them. Don't give your young child mango uh-huh. slithers, just a hot tip. Yeah, it's, it's too a, slippery. It's a little bit too slippery. It can easily get caught in the wrong pipe and you might have to know your first aid and CPR courses for babies if you decide you want to go down that path because yeah. you might need to try and bash it out of them. But Yeah, thankfully Simon was home when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ollie's eaten mango since. Too traumatised for me. Yeah. But yeah, you want to start them on savoury. Later on, bring them into some sweet foods. I would opt for lower sugar fruits as well. What are your top five low sugar fruits? Oh, any berry. So there's probably about four berries. Rasp, <laughs> rasp straw. Uh, blackberries are black, the best. I, poison, I, I'm blue. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of there Okay, top ten. Blackberries have virtually no sugar in them. Dragon fruit uh, is a bit random, but that has pretty much no sugar in it. I know bananas are popular one. That's fine. Easy to mash. It is easy to mash, and you can mash it up with things like avocado, and that's what you can do as well. Mix them. Savory in the sweet. Yep, yep. So then there's less sweet, but it's something different. It's got an element in it, at least. Yeah. Change it. Yep. yep. And then after they've become accustomed to the fruit, then the next thing would be like your leaner cuts of meat. At this point, though, I would say they're older and they can Actually hold it themselves. Yeah. Give them, they can have a cutlet or something and hold it in their hand. Suck on it. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Um, They've got little chompers starting to develop either top or bottom. Yeah. That's also helpful too. Yeah, and kids tend to love it, so take advantage of them wanting to pick something up and sucking on it and What did we give all these little... Like a mesh bag and you could put berries or something on the inside, so we would often put like chunks. So if we Mm. had mango or something, I would put it in there because it was slippery or if it was something that's hard to hold on to, put it in the little mesh bag and then you can screw it onto a handle so the baby would hold the handle and they could just suck through this little mesh bag. Yeah. And that was what I did when... I needed to do something but wanted them to eat or let them play with food. Yeah. But, yeah, that was enjoyable for all. Bit messy, but it, the whole thing is, so but you've got to fun. expect it's, it. It's, yep. yeah, you've got to allow it to be messy. Yeah. Because that's part of the whole discovery of the food. Yeah. And even is, if they're not eating a whole lot of it, you're still breastfeeding, so they're getting all the nutrients they need, and that's the most important thing. And think of the introduction of solids as a subsidiary for until they get older and then it becomes their main source of food. But they will decrease their breastfeeding as they're increasing their need for solid. So it should just happen naturally. Once you do the lean meats, the last thing you really introduce them to is some grains, preferably gluten-free. And I say gluten-free because gluten is an inflammatory for the gut. And if you, everyone has a different level of tolerance of gluten. So you're best to go for grains that are naturally gluten-free to start off with. 
and then see what happens as they get a bit older. So what are you, what grains are you? Rice. Yeah. You can get pasta that is made just from rice and water. Yeah. So things like that, really. Rice cakes, not yeah. those not those rusks, those biscuit stick things, not those. No, I don't know. Are they rusks? I don't know. We never yeah. had them, but not those. They're full of this, that, and the other. Yeah. So you just essentially want real food. You want yeah, to you want real food. Yeah, you want real food. Yeah, your baby some real food. And the more you do now or at this point in time, the easier it is to feed them later. Also, the more you do when you're pregnant, the easier it's going to be later and less likely you're going to have a fussy eater. So if you, so I'm just, I'm just craving chocolate or ice cream or whatever it is. Yep. And then because, oh, I'm pregnant, I can do that. I can do what I can yep. eat what I want. That's yep. what your baby's going to get used to. And so yep. if you don't want them just to eat ice cream for their entire lives, maybe you shouldn't do that either as yep. a pregnant woman. Just think every single thing that you're doing with your food when you're pregnant is putting a little imprint on the baby's microbiome and that is going to determine their desires and their appetites and their taste buds and things as a baby, as a toddler and older. So if you want to make life easier for yourself, then think about what you're doing when you're pregnant and then be careful what you're doing when you're introducing your baby to solids. But yeah, it'll be easier for your child to want to like the savoury options that you're giving them initially because you've done the hard work early. Yeah, and you want to make solids and everything around eating, you want to make it a positive experience for them. So make sure you're eating your veggies and you eat them in front of your child and you say how delicious they are and educate them a little bit. So give them options, but allow them to make the choice themselves and educate them along the way. Don't get upset if they pick something that you don't want them to pick. Just one, don't give them terrible options, give them all decent options. But if they don't pick the broccoli, don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Just Give it time and keep on offering and educate them about why this is good for you. And you might feel like an idiot talking to a four-year-old about how eating fresh fish is good for your brain or whatever, but eventually they might want... Or 11-month-old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just speak to them about how food is important for their development. Yeah. But eventually they might learn. Hmm. So, yeah, from a physio perspective... Yes. What are your thoughts when you're introducing a baby to solids? People think, all right, six months or however young you're introducing your child to solids, I'll sit them up in a high chair and feed them. Yeah. It's like one of my pet hates Mm. when it comes to impacting your child's development because if my golden rule is do not put your baby into a position that they cannot get into or transfer into themselves. Yep. And sitting at six months of age is one of those positions. Actually, I read just before when I was researching for uh, things that people say about sitting, about your baby should be sitting with help at six months. There's no such thing with help. (laughs) We don't stand with help. We don't crawl with help. We don't roll with help. Sitting with help is not a thing. Yeah. Or shouldn't be a thing. It is a thing. It shouldn't be. So when we're feeding them, so we briefly touched on bumbos and whatever else there is to support your baby. So sticky baby in that thing that holds them up in a weird sitting position so you can feed them solids on the kitchen table. So we don't like those. One, they're dangerous. Two, they're... Horrible for postural development. Yeah, yeah. So we don't like those. You don't want to strap them into a high chair because a high chair is in an upright sitting position. And Unless your high sitting. chair can recline 45 degrees. Yeah, which they do make them. We never got them, but if I had a baby now, I probably would. Capsule, yep. You can use the capsule that you use in the car. 
yep. put it on the table, put them in it. Yeah. Might get messy and the capsule yeah. gets really messy, but that's also a 45 degree angle, so that's okay. Yeah, and you can also take the cover off usually and put it in the washing machine. Just might have to get used to that. And then you've got the mesh bouncers that they're slightly inclined. That's nowhere yep. near 45 degrees. Yeah. But if your baby can lay on its back or on its side or whatever and swallow breast milk or swallow formula, it can swallow a supremely pureed food in that same yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. So don't be too worried about, oh, they're going to choke on this or whatever else. Yeah. I guarantee you they will not. I just looked if up. If you've got your oh, the food sorry. pureed well <laughs> enough or they're just sucking on some yeah. food and just trying to discover it through that mesh bag that we had for oh, yeah, yeah. our elders, it's really safe, but they're still getting the experience of the food and still yeah. also ingesting the food too. Yeah, I've got multiple photos of our kids in those actually because they were so happy in them and they were so free to move around in them, but it was one good way to keep them amused while I was cooking in the kitchen and whatever and it wasn't harmful to them and they could sit there and hold on to their little oh, frozen raspberry they could mesh. lay there. Yeah, lay there, sorry, not sit. <laughs> I've just looked there. up what those things are called, baby bouncinet. 60 bucks, it's just old school crochet, looks flat and then it's got like a T-bar oh, strap that doesn't really do much but it just stops them from falling down completely onto the ground because when you put them in there the bum kind of down the yeah incline. but yeah they we use that a lot and that was great yep now what about a, a tongue reflex thing like it they say you put the spoon in the mouth and the baby can push it out with the tongue what does that mean if you make contact with the lower lip the baby will push its tongue out to resist whatever's coming Okay, so as a, a natural people, reflex. It's a natural reflex. Yep. So if, you try and, if you're trying to feed your child and you're doing the old aeroplane thing that's coming in for landing and then you touch the bottom lip yep. to try and get them to open their mouth, yep. the tongue will just push out immediately and it'll block you. Right, but what's instead, you've got to touch their chin with the spoon yep. and that'll open their mouth and you'll be able to get it in. Yeah. So you let us practice your coordination of going chin, touch, chin tap yep. and then in mouth. Chin, chin tap. tap in mouth. Chin yep. tap in mouth. With your pureed pumpkin or carrot yeah. or broccoli, cauliflower combo. Or your mashed, mashed banana and apple yeah. as your dessert appetizer or whatever. Yeah. And then when they're a little bit older, they're mashed fruit. But yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's, yeah. Don't sit them to eat solids, especially if they can't sit already, which they shouldn't yeah, be, and they're not shouldn't going be to trying be, to be yeah. or cannot, shouldn't be able to by yeah. themselves at six months anyway. So yeah. out of the question. Yeah. Anything else when it comes to introducing your baby two solids from your angle, I think I'm done. You'll know because they'll be interested in watching you eat. Yeah, that's true. They'll see you eating and reach for whatever's on your plate. If you see that, they're probably ready to start being introduced to solids. Yeah. Because they're showing an interest in it. So that introduction to solids might not be you making them try and eat something straight away. It's literally putting something on their own plate in front of them or with a little mesh basket with a handle just sucking on some stuff. That's the introduction. Yeah. And it and may over seem, time, yeah. you can then develop them into actually eating the food. Yeah. Because no no hurry. They don't have to go from nothing to smashing three solid meals a day at six months old. It is, yeah, called the introduction to solid. So if they're not chewing down heaps and heaps of food for a couple of months, don't stress. It is about getting them interested and getting them, helping them, Gain the ability, natural ability to pick something up and put it in their mouth and chew and all those sorts of things. And also and develop good habits around knowing of tasting food and yeah. 
been like all foods are delicious. Yeah. Having variety. So it's really about setting up for the future. Everything we've been talking about in every single yeah. episode, setting up for the future so that you don't have all these issues to try and get on top of around trying to get your child to eat more healthily. Yeah. So anything, just aim for whole foods. Do not give them anything with numbers in or flavors or just keep it as bland as possible. And just quickly, what if you're just making your own purees at home, mm. what are you what type of machinery or utilities are you using to make that happen? Oh, uh, it doesn't. If you got a Thermomix, is that I did. Yeah, Thermomix is make it easy and there's a lot of books, recipe books and raw recipes online and whatever. I don't have one anymore. I did use it for a while. I even if you boil up or roast up like a sweet potato or something and then you just mash it up with a fork. It doesn't. Whatever works. You can use a blender, anything yep. really. So it's not. So as long as it's nice and soft, then you can blend it up in whatever you want to yeah, use. Yeah, and as the baby gets or whatever. more used to consuming the purees, you can make it a, make soft lumps. So that's when you mash potato but leave it a little bit chunky. Yep. Helps. And then give them some really soft carrot sticks or that's when they're up to the fruits cut like a banana into lengths so they can hold on to it and nip the end off. And then you'll know as parents intuitively that, okay, they're ready for a little bit more, I suppose, lumpy bits in their food. Yeah. Because they'll be easily digesting the puree. Yeah. Just watch them. They won't be spitting it back up or anything like that. Yeah. They'll be able to just get it down, hold it down. Yeah. And then you can also then try the next stage. Does that tongue reflex go away with time? Nope, happens still exists. Oh, really? You can do it now. You can press on the. If you try to open your mouth, if you try and open your mouth with and pressing on the bottom lip, you'll feel like your tongue goes forward between your bottom, bottom, bottom and top teeth. Mm. And then if you, but if you open your mouth by pulling your jaw down, the tongue doesn't go forward at all. True. Everyone will be doing that now. All right, I think that might be it. That's enough, I think. Yay, introduction to solids. There you go. All right, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back next time all about sitting. Bye. Bye. Feeling more than fine.